whole world is, is, uh, is aware of the celebration of, that we as believers celebrate believing the birth of Christ. That Christ has come into the world, born of a virgin. God come in the flesh to save mankind from sin. Amen? And so the whole world is, is aware of that. And some hearts are, are tender to the Lord at this time of the year. So again, try to reach out in love to, to invite someone. The Word of God is, is full. You know, actually all the Word of God is prophetic. There's prophecy and there's, and, and God raised, God's Word prophesies to us, speaks to us in the spiritual realm. And God raised up, God takes men and women and he speaks through them. God gives his word and he brings it forth through the lives of men and women. Not that a man or woman is worthy of God taking and using. God makes us, even the least of us, and he chooses whom he wants and he speaks through us. He brings his word through us. Now those of us who are in Christ Jesus, God speaks through all of us, through every one of us. The Spirit of God, the Word of God in us, rises up and flows out like rivers of living water. God took men of old called prophets. That's why they're called prophets. Because God took hold of them by His Spirit and He put His Word in their mouth, in their heart, to speak forth. And what these men of God, called prophets, spoke forth at the time was prophetic. Now, there's, there's foretelling, there's foretelling and there's foretelling, there's, a, there's prophecy, and there's pro- men who, the prophets who prophesied. And prophesied is speaking forth what God has said. And sometimes God spoke to his people telling them to repent, that you may live and not die. God speaks forth a prophetic word that tells us to, to repent, that we may live and not die. God, from the very beginning, wants us, declares to us, He chooses for us to live, not die. He wants us to walk in goodness and holiness and righteousness, not in the filth and degradation of the world around us. As we sang, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. God wants us to be holy as He is holy. And how do we do that? Only by embracing the Word of God spoken to us and saying, yes, Lord, I choose you. Transform my life. Make me who you desire me to be. We can't of our own accord and will do nothing. But it is only we can say is, yes, Lord, come into my life and change me. So the Word of God comes to us telling us that if we reject the Word of the Lord, if we choose not to receive the Word of the Lord and walk according to our own desires and lusts, that we will perish, that we will go into captivity. Sin binds you. Sin takes you captive to steal from you, to kill and destroy all that God has desired for you. And so the Word of God tells us, live. Live. I want you to live. Have life in God and have life more abundantly. Living in righteousness is greater than living in sin. Living in the ways of the Lord is greater than living in the ways of the world. 
For the pleasures of this world are temporary and, and just for brief. But their wages, the wages of sin, the Bible says, is what? Death. God says, choose life that you may live. It is not the will of God that we die, but that we live. And so there's the word of God that comes forth, the prophetic word that tells us God wants us to live, not die. God wants us to walk in the righteous. God wants to change and transform our lives as we submit, as we submit, as we submit ourselves to him. As we bow down and worship to God, as we praise him, he changes us and transforms us. That's the prophetic word that we all, and as we read the word of God, the word of God is, is prophetic to us, prophesying to us, speaking to us the words of life, words of life. God also spoke a prophetic, what is known as prophetic word. And the prophetic word is a prophecy. Prophecy is a word that no matter what man does, it will come to pass. And when God prophesied that Jesus Christ, that the Savior of the world would come, it didn't matter whether man said yes or no, God was going to bring it forth. See, God speaks a word to us and gives us a choice. If you do this, I'll do that. If you walk in my ways, I will bless you. But there's the prophetic word of prophecy where God says, what I say is going to come about regardless of what a king says, or what a nation says, or what a people says. I said it, and it will come forth. In Isaiah chapter number 46, the Bible says, Remember the former things long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things which have not been done, saying, my purpose will be established, and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. That's a word, a, prof a prophetic word, where he says that I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. There's no other God. There's nobody else that can declare that things are going to happen. There is no fortune teller on the face of this earth that can declare things that will come to pass. Only the Lord God can declare something that make it come to pass. He, he says here, I alone am the Lord God. There is no other. And so God says, look to me. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I want to take you now to the book of Hosea. And in Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, we, we don't hear too much from the book of Hosea. But in Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, there's a challenge. There's a prophecy. There, the word is prophesied to us. It's a challenge. The word of God always challenges us to change, to turn to the Lord, to come back, come to the Lord. Because the Bible says that we all, like sheep, all, like sheep, have gone astray according to the desires of our own heart. We are all the same. We're people. People are people are people. We're sheep. And the Word of God says we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Hosea says, come, let us return to the Lord. He wasn't talking just to the people of his day. The Word of God speaks to us today. Come, come, let us return to the Lord. 
Maybe we've done things or strayed or something, but the word of God says, come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us. He will revive us after two days. He will raise us up on the third day that we may live before him. This is a word that on the third, oh, gee, oh, my Lord, Jesus Christ on the third day rose again from the dead. And if we believe on him, whom, whom the stone was rolled away, and Christ Jesus came up out of that grave and stood in all glory, saying, here death could not hold me. Ah, oh, bless God that he bore our sins and he rose on the third day, that we may live with him forever. God's word says, I want you to live, not die. I want you to return to me. Don't go your own way. Return to me. Don't go the way of temptation. Return to me, says the Lord. We all, we, we all have temptations. And some of us, sometimes we stray. And sometimes we touch that unclean thing and we go. But God says, return to me that you may live. And so he says that we may live before him. So verse 3, he says, so let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. What a great word. God wants us to live. He wants us to press on to know the Lord. So that you may know, so that we may press on to know. What, what are we doing here on Sunday morning? We're encouraging each other by the word of God to press on to know the Lord. Press on means don't give up. No matter what the situation or circumstance, press on. Don't give up. Be ever diligent to know the Lord, to seek the Word of God. If the Word of God says it, I want it to apply to my life and change me. I want the Word of God to transform me. Press on. Press on to know the Lord. Don't give up. Don't get slack. Press on to know the Lord. I pray, Lord, the billows of heaven set a holy fire in us. Set us ever more hungry and thirsty for the things of God. It's about drawing nigh to God, pressing on to know the Lord. How many want to press on? I want to press on. I don't care what the situation or circumstance you're in or were in or, or may come into. Press on. Through it all. Through the waters you will not drown. Through the fire you will not get burned. Press on. Are you having a hard day? Press on to know the Lord. Did you lose your job? Press on to know the Lord. No matter what, press on to know the Lord. The Word of God says here. So let us, let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn. And He will come to us like rain. Let the, like the spring rain watering the earth. When Christ came, he came for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The prophetic word right here was that he's coming. The prophet said it is certain that he will come according to his word. And that when he comes, it will will be like rain. It will cover the whole earth. That no one will be left out. That if we choose to know the Lord and to love Him and serve Him, to receive Jesus, it will come. So there's prophetic and there's prophecy there in saying, in essence, that He will come. The Savior and Redeemer of the world will come. The choice is yours. Press on to know Him. Come, return to the Lord. You choose. Return to the Lord. Press on. Because the sure word of prophecy is that God 
will come. Savior of the world will come. In Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 to 20, these are one of the first verses that I, uh, that I always uh, memorize and, and put into my, that was ever before me. Numbers 23, verses 19 and 20. God is not a man that he should lie. The tongue of a man can be deceptive, can be flattering, but its underlying motive of the heart could be to deceive, to corrupt, to destroy. But the tongue of God never deceives, never is out to corrupt. The the word of God, the tongue of God is always to bless and to lift up and to encourage, to warn, to say, turn, return to me. Do not go in the ways uh, that will find, you will find destruction and despair and hopelessness and, and all these other, but return to me. The tongue of the Lord does not lie. The word of God is true. Jesus is the faithful and the true. He is the living word of God. God is not a man that he should lie, near nor a son of man that he should repent. For has he said and will he not do it? That's why when we look at the word of prophecy, if God said it, I believe it, because he will bring it to pass. See, God from the very beginning, from Genesis all through the, all through the Old Testament, he prophesied, he gave detailed prophecies to men that he says, declare this prophecy. Because he wanted it written down. He wanted the details noted so that when it came to pass, people would say, that was the Lord's doing. He said he would do it. Now look, he did it. And he did it time and time and time and time again. And the prophets of old, they said to Moses, how do we know if, if they're a prophet is of God or not? And they, Moses said, well, if what he says does not come to pass, stone him to death. How many of you would like to prophesy in the days of Moses? Huh? If you went out and said, thus saith the Lord, and it didn't come to pass because it wasn't thus saith the Lord, you would be stoned to death. And so, when prophets spoke back then, it was under a, a thing that if it was not of God, you would be stoned to death. But the prophets spoke the details given to them of God, and it came to pass just as they said. And so God proved his word, proved his prophetic word, that what he said would come to pass. And he says, or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Verse 20 says, Behold, I have received the command to bless, and when he has blessed, I can't revoke it. This is Balaam and Balak, and you know the story there. They wanted him to curse the people that God has blessed. And he says, the people that God has blessed, I cannot curse. Nobody could put a curse on your head. If you're a born-again believer of God and you're walking with the Lord, you are blessed of the Lord. No one can take your blessing from you except yourself. There is no man, there is no witch, no warlock that can stand up and declare a curse over you. And all you need to say is, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I do not receive it. And... Because here he said, whom God has blessed, I cannot curse. He paid him money. He gave, he made him offers to say, curse those people that God has blessed. And he said, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. So God declares to you, return to me. I want you to live. I want you to be blessed. 
I want you to be free of the curses and the destructions that this world and the people and things of this world would want to bring you into. That the devil would want to drag you down to, to, to the muck and mires of this world so that he can trample over your life and, and rob you of peace, of joy, and of blessings. The Lord just says, return to me. Just return to me that you may live and I'll bless you. The prophetic word of God is to bless your life, to bring you into that place where you take shelter under the wings of the Most High God. What a joy the word of God is. It's a, it's, there's nothing like the word of God. No promises in this world are greater than the word of God. And so here he declares that. And we see that in Genesis chapter number three, Verse 15, we know the story that uh, Adam and Eve were in the garden. God created them. He breathed life into them. He made them in his image. And he put them in the garden where they had every type of blessing that you could think of. And he said, just don't eat of that tree of knowing good and evil. Because he said, if you eat of that tree, you're going to have to know, get intimate with evil. And... We know the story. The serpent came, and he said, Hath God said? Yeah, God really say that. You believe that prophetic word of God? Basically what he said. And he got them to say in their heart, No, we don't believe it. Because had they believed the word of God, they would not have eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Had they said in their heart, no, get away from me, serpent. You're a liar. God's word is true. But half God said, you really believe the word of God? And he kept tempting them and tempting them. And they said, yeah, we, we, we want to know what else is out there. And so they, they, they chose to become intimate with evil. And so God and evil do not dwell together. Why God is holy. God is separate. Where God is, there is no sin, no sickness, no disease, no death, no dying. Why? Because all those things, sickness, death, disease, dying, are all part of the curse. Part of the sin nature of knowing evil. God doesn't want us to know those things. But we chose to know them. We said literally, and don't look at Adam because or Eve, because we are all like Adam and Eve. We have all made a decision in this life to know the taste of evil. And God could have just crushed Adam and Eve, wiped them away, said, let's do this all over. Let's erase this and start all over. But God loved them, even when they chose to to know the things that God says, I don't want you to know. Don't go there. They said, we want to go there. Like a little kid. I want to go there. I want to do this. And so they went, and and God loved them. And from that very beginning, God says, I'm going to send a Savior and a Redeemer for you because I love you. I'm not going to leave you in that place of knowing evil. But you chose to know it, so we're going to set a time where you'll know and make a choice. Do you want to continue in knowing it, or do you want out? Do you want out? That's why the Lord calls us, return to me. You want out? Return to me. You want to you put away those idols and things in your life? Return to me. 
If you want to continue on them, that's your choice. My choice is that you live and not die. If you choose death, it will destroy you. It will consume you. It will pull you away from me. And it will drag you down and you will die. But God says, my desire is that you return to me, that you live and not die, that you be blessed and not cursed. And so from the very beginning, the love of God was spoken, I will send the Redeemer to redeem you, to purchase you back, to bring you back. And I will go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you will be always. Bringing them back into paradise is what God's desire is. I long for that day when I see God face to face by His grace and mercy, by His word, that I know that I hear His words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And it is not on my own strength, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, because I, I am, I declare, I believe the Word of God over my life. I believe the word of God, that it says, if I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, I will live and not die. I believe the word of God, that if I repent of my sins, God will, faithful and true, to wash me clean and, and give me garments of righteousness, that I may live in his presence. Not because of my works or my good looks or my good words or whatever it is, but because of the spirit of God in me, because of what Christ has done on Calvary's cross. I believe the word of God. I will live according to this word. In 1979, I gave my heart to the Lord and there was no turning back for me. I said, this is my path. This is my word. This is the journey of my life, to follow the Lord, no matter what. That song, that I have decided to follow Jesus. If none go with me, I will follow you, Lord. I left a lot of friends behind when I decided to follow Jesus. I prayed for that. I witnessed to that. But my choice was to walk with the Lord, not to walk in the ways that they were walking in. I loved them and prayed for them, but I chose Jesus to walk in his ways. The word, the prophetic word says, come, return to me, and I will restore to you all the years that the locust has eaten. The years we walked in sin and unrighteousness were like years that the locust has eaten. Nothing good came out of those years. But when I walked with the Lord... Bless God. Those days, I rejoice in every one of them. Were they all good days? I had troubles. I had tribulations. I had trials. I had all manner of persecution. I had all types of tests come before me. But through it all, I didn't go through with a smile every day saying, oh, glory. But in my heart, I says, I know the Lord is with me. I know that he's my Savior and my Redeemer. He's the glory and the lifter of my head. I can't understand it, but I trust him that he will lead me through. And through it all, through it all, God has showed himself faithful and true. I'll never look back. I look forward to the days that I go. And the Lord, he declared in Genesis that he would send the Redeemer. And I want to I want to just read to you some of the prophecies concerning the birth of Christ. And some of you may have Bibles that have prophecies in them concerning the old and the new. In Genesis chapter 3 where he says it that he would send the redeemer to crush the head of Satan. Hallelujah. Remove his power. Hallelujah. Jesus said I saw Satan fall from the sky like lightning. Quick as that. Down. And he says, I have given you power 
to tread over all the forces of the enemy. He says, in Galatians chapter 4, it says, When the fullness of time came, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem us. God says that no man and no king was going to stop that prophecy from coming forth. Did Herod try to stop that prophecy? They went to him and they said, Herod, it's prophesied in the word of God that a Messiah, a king, would come to rule and reign. And he said, well, we'll fix this. And he found out from them what the scripture said. And they found out how old, where he would be born. You see, it was like going to the information center, to the prophets. Where is the word of God say he's going to be born? In Bethlehem. Who's he going to be? King of the Jews. And they asked, when, how old do you think he is? And they said, well, upwards of what, a year, two years. And so he had all the ba- he tried to get all the babies killed so that that prophecy would be wiped away. And he could say, see, God's word didn't work, didn't come to pass. But what happened? We know that God took care of Mary and said, get up. When they were in the manger, he said, get up, Joseph. God in a dream and through an angel spoke to Joseph and said, get up, Joseph. Take Mary and flee into Egypt. Get out of here right now. And in the middle of the night, with a newborn babe and a donkey, there they go, making their way. And God made a way of escape for them that his word would not fail. Men have tried to come against the word, the prophetic word, to make it fail. It has never succeeded. Because God said, if I declared it, it will come to pass. If I spoke it, it shall come forth. And that is why we can say that God, when God says, I have gone to prepare a place for you, I can believe that promise. Because everything else that God said came to pass exactly as he said it. And if he declares to me that I will live and not die, I believe it. I believe there's a place with my name on it in heaven. I believe that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life because God does not lie. His word, everything he said, has come to pass. And he declared through the word of, of all, of, of how, who he would be born from and how he would come. And, it, and that there would be, his throne would be great. And that he would be born in Bethlehem. In Micah it says, but as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah from you. One will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. And it says in Luke chapter number 2, verse 4, that he, he quotes that which was said in Micah. That Joseph went up to Galilee from the city of Nazareth to Jade to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was a house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. And, and it, as it says there, that he would be born. According to the word of God, he would be born in a, in a, in the place called Bethlehem. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, the word of God, the prophetic word, God came. And it says, therefore the Lord himself, and Isaiah said, will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. God with us.
Now in the sixth month in Luke chapter 1, he goes on to say that an angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee and Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. You see, it wasn't because of Mary was a wonderful woman. It was because it was prophecy. It was prophesied that a virgin would bear a child. And in the fullness of time, God chose Mary and said, Mary, fear not. But through you will be born a child, the Son of God, who shall call his name Jesus. And we all know the story of everything that Mary went through and how she had to, uh, you know, flee Egypt and, and, uh, and all these, and all these, uh, all these places, how she had to endure the scorn and the mockery of all these men who, uh, kept, kept coming to her and, and declaring, you know, yeah, sure, Mary, right. You were, yeah, the child is of God, sure, right. But you think of the God fulfilling his prophecy of the Christ, Christ Jesus being born of a virgin. Prophecy was fulfilled. And then he had the story of the three uh, wise, of the wise men. It doesn't say three, just, and we always say three, but it says the story of the wise men. It doesn't give any number, one, two, or three. But wise men means more than one. So they just use the figure three. Wise men came from afar because, because they knew, they, they knew, they knew the prophecies of the Old Testament. Because when they came, they said, there's a star shining that declares that the King, the Messiah of Israel is being born, has come. And we want to go to worship him, is what they said. And they made a journey. And they went to Herod. And Herod said, who is this that you're seeking? And they said, don't you know the scriptures that, that the king of the Jews is to, be, is to come? And they sought him out. And they brought him gifts of frank gold and frankincense and myrrh. Here they are, the, the, these, these wise men, rich men, men of, of, of worth, coming with precious gifts. They weren't gifts from Walmart or Kmart. They weren't from the dollar store. These, these were gifts of gold and frankincense. Not, not that anything's wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. All right? Because I buy gifts from the dollar store and everywhere else. Okay? Sometimes you find some good things there. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to make light of shopping there. What I'm trying to say is these men brought gifts of great value, of great worth, of gold and frankincense and myrrh to him. And when they found them in the, in the manger, they found him in the house, not in the manger, in the house, because they came after he was born, you know. He didn't go to the, they didn't go to the manger like the movie and some other things say. It was, they found him at the house, and they worshipped him. And local shepherds, when he was born in the manger, an angel appeared to the shepherds declaring that he would be born, right? And the host of angels appeared singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. I mean, you talk about a movie? My goodness. These are little hints that Jesus was somebody more than just a little baby being born. 
men bringing gifts, heaven opening, angels proclaiming and declaring him, the king trying to kill all the babies around him. Something was going on here. There was something to him. And so we see how how the Lord brought forth all these things. And he goes on to say here that in Luke chapter 2, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You see, the prophetic word of God from the very beginning in the Old Testament all the way through was declaring to you and to me that God says, return to me. Return to me. And you can't do it on your own. That's why God gave the law to even Moses to declare, can any man follow the law in his own strength? Can any man in their own desires and wills and ways come to me and and be right in my sight and my hearing? And he wants to show us that without the Lord making a way, we are, as a people, totally, totally hopeless. You can't do enough good works. You can't say enough good words. You can't raise enough money. You can't, you can't do anything to earn your way back to the Lord. But the Lord says, I want to make a way for you to return to me. I will send to you from Genesis chapter 3, from when they first chose to go away from God, God says, I'll make a way for you to return to me. I'll make a path, an open door for you to return to me. But it had to be in the fullness of time when men got to know what they wanted to know. Why is all this evil in the world around us? Because we chose to know it. Yes, yes, yes. And now the choice is, do you want to stay and continue to know it, or do you want out? Do you want to know righteousness and love and mercy? Do you want to know my presence? And so the choice is ours on a daily basis as we remember the birth of Christ the, the, the challenge to us is, do you want to know the love and the mercy and the goodness of God and receive it? Or do you want to put your hand to knowing evil and saying, I celebrate Christmas, here's a gift, I want to go do this. Nobody's looking. We're all human. We're all human. We're all tempted. And what I'm saying is that God is saying, return to me with all your heart. Get a new zeal. Get a new fire in your life. Okay, I'm loving God as best I can. No, you're not. Because including me, starting here with me, I can love the Lord more than I do today. And I'm on that road, that journey to love him more today than I did yesterday. And all of us are on that journey and on that road. And the challenge is, return to me with all your heart. Come to me that you may live and not die. Come to me that I can work a mighty work through your life. That I can cleanse you and keep you cleansed. The closer we get to the Lord, the more we draw nigh to God, the greater our resistance. But we will not be perfect until we get to heaven. Some will stumble, some will fall, but we are there to pick them all up and say, get on your feet, go. Get right. Go into the presence of God. Come and grow. Why are we here? To encourage each other, to lift each other up, to say that God is the glory and the lifter of our head. So we're challenging. The Word of God challenges us. It challenges us to believe the Word of God. The prophetic Word does not fail. It will surely come to pass. 
And the Lord says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Walk with me, says the Lord. Walk with me, says the Lord. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Praise him. Let praise be in your heart this season. Let joy be in your heart, knowing that without the Lord, where would we be? What would we have? Where would our hope be? But in the Lord who loves us and never, never leaves us nor forsakes us. We walk our own way away from the Lord, but he never leaves us. He'll follow us saying, where are you going? Come back here. Get, get out. Come back. Turn around. That's the Lord. The Lord is saying, come back here. Stop that. Turn around. Come back. Come closer to me. Come closer to me. Come closer to me. And we enter into praise. We enter into worship. Why? Because those are times for us to draw ever closer to God. Ever closer to God. When we hear the word of God, we're hearing the word of God that challenges us to draw nigh to God. Because it's all about Him. And so, next week we're going to look... uh, we're going to have our Christmas Eve service and we're going to look at the word of God around, around Christ Jesus, the Lord. But the Lord challenges us. He loves us. He never gave up on us. I'm not going to give up on you. Don't you give up on me. Don't give up on one another. Because we all make mistakes. We all do things we shouldn't have done. But together we encourage each other. Come on. Let's get right. Return to the Lord with all your heart. Let's get together. Let's walk with the Lord. Let's serve the Lord together. Let's make a joyful noise to the Lord. Amen. So the word of God, again, the word of God, the prophetic word is true. The, the, the word is prophesied to us. Return to the Lord. Come to him with praise and with thanksgiving in your heart. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Why? Because the Lord is the glory and the lifter of your head. He's quick to forgive if we say, Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, lift me up. Can we all stand this morning?